Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. This week from the archives, I'm pulling out an interview with Simon Pegg. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation opens this week, and Simon Pegg is playing a bigger role in the films. I've been lucky enough to interview him a number of times and met him for the first time at Comic-Con when he was bringing Shaun of the Dead there. This interview is from when Hot Fuzz came out. So take a listen and enjoy. My, my, here come the fuzz. Police Constable Nicholas Angel, born and schooled in London. Graduated Canterbury University in 1993 with a double first in politics and sociology. Academically excelled in theoretical coursework and final year examinations. Received the Baton of Honor. Graduated with distinction into the Metropolitan Police Service. In the last 12 months has received nine special commendations. Achieved the highest arrest record for any officer in the Met. And sustained three injuries in the line of duty. Most recently in December, when wounded by a man dressed as Father Christmas. How would you describe Hot Fuzz? It doesn't seem to fit into a single genre or get described neatly in a single sentence. Um, I guess we'd, you'd sort of call it an action buddy comedy, but I think it's a little bit more than that. I think because it's 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 a lot of things really. Hot Fuzz. It's we've kind of with that with the absence of any kind of cop or action films in the UK. I mean, we just don't have a a tradition of that in the UK. We've sort of crept over the Atlantic and stolen your action movie genre and then snuck it back home and um, yeah, sort of squashed it into a tiny little village. And that, that, that was the kind of idea, was to make a film that was at once very British, but it becomes very, very American towards the end. And so it's kind of like a sort of, it's kind of like Agatha Christie directed by Tony Scott. That's the pithiest way I can think of. But you take those American genre trappings and make them very much your own. We kind of anglify it by putting it in a different context. You know, it's kind of, you're not used to seeing double-handed gunfighting in a in a little country pub you know and it's it's i mean that's the the central joke of the film is is that you know is is replacing the usual setting which would be the you know the streets of san francisco or la or new york and sticking it in a country lane you know and immediately you've got something there which is um which is pretty funny but then you know you add to that the uh the rest of the humor although to be honest we kind of Really, as with Shaun of the Dead, we wanted we we wanted to make an action film. You know, we didn't just want to spoof one. We wanted to make one and make it funny. You know, what films influenced you when you were writing Hot Fuzz? Well, we kind of, I mean, in, when we were putting the film together, we watched so many cop movies, sort of about 138 actually, to be exact. And uh, and the reason we did that was so we could. We were already fans, big fans of the genre, and and had already seen most of the films, but. We just wanted to get really familiar with the kind of cliches and all the the kind of the beats that occur in these films so we could become fluent in cop dialogue and, you know, hackneyed exchanges and ridiculous explosions. And it was it was a hell of a thing to have to do. It was quite tiring. You guys pay so much attention to details. Oh, yes. And I love the way you fill out scenes with small details like the swear box. Yeah, it was kind of like, it's, you often get it in, in offices, uh, you know, you, you have the swear box where it's like a, it's a way of raising money for charity, basically, is if you, if when anyone curses, they put a, uh, uh, you know, a pound or a dollar or whatever into the box. And the joke with the, with the swear box was that there's a, the list of swear words on the, on the, on the box uh, all the words are sort of asterisked out, you know, so you have F and then star, 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 and then whatever. And then at the very bottom is the worst, most, most profane swear word of all, and there's no asterisks in it whatsoever. It's just there. And it's a very, very quick joke, but it was one that we sort of came up with on the day and it really made us laugh, that they'd go to such care to sort of be very subtle and, 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 and tasteful about the swear words and then forget to asterisk, you know what. <laughs> 
What I loved about Shaun of the Dead and now Hot Fuzz is that your films aren't just about gags. There's a story and characters that really hook you. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of the sort of early Zucker Brothers stuff, particularly a film like Airplane or The First Naked Gun or Top Secret. Those films do that very well. They do the parody brilliantly. And the reason they do is because pretty much every single joke works. And films like that have to work joke to joke. And the minute a joke doesn't work in a film like that, the film starts to flatline. And we kind of, we're sort of a little bit more interested in doing something uh, that has a, you know, that has a story to it as well that, that, that you can follow. And, and sometimes you can actually not do some jokes and have the drama take over a little bit and then pick the humor back up again. Or even, you know, make, make jokes through being very serious. And Edgar and I just... Uh, you know, we're, we're fans of film and, and we're lucky enough to now be filmmakers. So we'll, we'll just draw on all our, our sort of our love of cinema and, and the films we like and, and the, film, the kind of films we'd like to see. And, you know, we literally sit opposite each other in an office for 18 months and, and hash it all out. Did you have any favorite films that you were drawing specifically on while you were doing Hot Fuzz? Yeah, I have, you know, there are favorites that, uh, that I have in terms of, well, there's loads. I mean, you, we watched so many different types of film. It wasn't just... The actioneers. I mean, the, the the action element is is one part of the film, but you also have in there the sort of you know the the procedural story, and you have the fish out of water story, and there's the buddy story, the serial killer, the you know the the conspiracy. It's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like every single cop film ever put into there. So there are loads of different types of of cop films that I love, and you know, in the with the the more brash ones with Lethal Weapon and Die Hard and and Point Break and you know, and then going back to the sort of the, the grittier '70s films like Serpico and The French Connection, and uh, uh, and the Agatha Christie films as well, which are always fun, like the the Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile. Um, those films we we really enjoy, and we kind of wanted to incorporate into the uh, into the into the script. But for me, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely have an affection for those kind of you know pumped up buddy flicks like uh, like Lethal Weapon and. Uh, and Point Break is a is is a favorite of mine. I think it's a it's a great film. It's an interesting one as well in that it's directed by a woman, so she was able to kind of, you know, to be less uptight about foregrounding the kind of, you know, the romance between Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, which is kind of unspoken. That was really the start of those bromance movies. Those '80s and '90s action films were really about being buddy films. And is that one of the things you wanted to draw on for Hot Fuzz? Well, I mean, it, we kind of set out to do a buddy film because a lot of people had commented after Shaun of the Dead that they'd enjoyed that on-screen relationship and it's entirely because of the fact that Nick and I are buddies you know we we were friends before we worked together and and our friendship always comes first you know we we just happen to work together as well so I think you know we always feel slightly fraudulent when people talk about the so-called on-screen chemistry because it's not something we're we're sort of we're creating through skill it's just something that exists you know it's there it's we're friends and so it's uh, it's it's a great thing to be able to to go and work with your best mate on on a job that you really like. You know, it's uh, it's kind of the reason why we do it in a way. Everything else is you kind of my my perfect sort of uh, setup would be you get to make the films with all the resources that you would have, and then at the end you get a little DVD with it on, and you can show your friends and family, and then you get to make another one. Shaun of the Dead had a lot of gore, which was fitting for a film that was paying homage to zombie movies. But Hot Fuzz also has some violence in it that's pretty gory. But what's surprising is how funny it is, and I felt a little guilty laughing at some of it. Yeah, that, well, I, I think that comes because of what what's behind it. I mean, you know, it's the film is a comedy, so 
the violence is 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 sort of mounted in a in a comic way, even though it's pretty, you know, it's 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 pretty bloody. And um, the point of that is that a lot of the kind of the high concept action films of the late '80s, early '90s, films like RoboCop and uh, you know, and Last Boy Scout, Die Hard, even Beverly Hills Cop, you know, uh, were actually pretty violent, and um, and it kind of almost was slightly jarringly so at times. I mean, in a film like RoboCop, it's actually quite funny. It becomes more cartoony like it does in, in Hot Fuzz. And we did want to go for, you know, to make it more funny than, than harrowing. And But it's always great to get a big old woof from the crowd when something suddenly happens on screen that they didn't expect to see. And they'll show, the special effects people will show you a, a version with, with some blood and they'll show you a version with a bit more blood and then they'll show you a version with the most blood and that's the one you pick because it's the funniest. So, um, and also I think after coming out of Shaun of the Dead, we, we got a lot of fans uh, from that film who were, you know, horror aficionados and we kind of felt like we didn't want to shortchange them either. So it was fun to enjoy including that element of, uh, of uh, cop and action films because it, it really does exist. If you look at a film like Seven, you know, I mean, that's really gory. I hesitate to call your films a parody or a spoof because it seems like there's a lot more going on. And there's a real sense of affection and even sweetness in your comedy for what you're paying homage to. No, I agree. And I think, I think that's, uh, it's because they're, I'm, I'm without sounding sort of, uh, you know, uh, drippy. Um, the, the, the films are made with love, you know, and we kind of really, we really have a lot of affection for the, for the, for the, for the, for the source material, you know. We're never, we're not making fun of action movies or cop movies. We're not, we certainly weren't making fun of zombie movies. We, we wanted to make a zombie film with Shaun of the Dead because we love zombie films. Similarly with, with the cop kind of genre, we, we absolutely love those films. And because we're, we live in a country where, you know, we're never going to get to do that because we don't have a tradition of it. We just went ahead and made one ourselves and set it in, you know, in our back garden. It's, the, the film's actually shot in, in, in the area where Edgar and myself grew up as well, so... So yeah, I, I I'd agree with you. I think I think there is a sweetness there. It's, it's they're quite they're quite warm and fluffy despite despite the the viscera. You guys did a brilliant job of applying those Michael Bay action style techniques to things that don't seem really suited to it, like a foot chase. Well, I mean, actually, perhaps more key is that is the uh, the paperwork sequences in the film are shot like an action sequence, and and that was something that Edgar and I always intended to do, and Edgar pulled off brilliantly, I think. Um, in his direction. It, one of the things when we were talking to the police before we shot the movie, we, we asked them what was, the, what was the part of the job they never ever saw. And they all said the paperwork. And so we thought, right, let's, let's put paperwork in the film but make it really, really exciting. So there are scenes in the film of Angel literally filling in forms where it's being hand cranked and double exposures and great big flashes and loud rock music. And it's kind of, it was a joke in a way just to, to try and sex up paperwork and um and that goes for 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 uh, yeah like you say the foot chase you know british policing perhaps isn't as cinematic as uh as american policing might be you know obviously the police aren't armed and maybe that you know the way that particularly in the countryside society isn't as lawless as the cities and uh and we thought it would be funny at least at the beginning of the film when it's still very british to just start creeping in with the american influences but having it during the really boring bits, you know? So chasing a little, a little spotty shoplifter through the streets of a village becomes like, you know, 
point break or whatever. I love that you have the climax of the film take place in the model village, the miniature of the whole town. And it made me think of Godzilla stomping Tokyo. Was that one of the things that influenced you? Well, it, it made us laugh when we, we thought of it because the, the model village is, uh, it was such a perfect place to have the climax of the movie because they're, they're, they're quite common in the UK. You get them, you know, these little villages that you go and walk around and it's kind of uh, a sort of day out. You go and you, you literally walk around a miniature village and um, I guess that's that's it. But, you know, Samford in the film is is the model village. That's what it is. It says it is. It's the, in the other sense of the word, it is a model village. And so the the miniature version of the village up on the hill uh, just seemed to be a wonderful place to see Angel and his, you know, his opponent battling it out mano a mano uh, among these tiny houses, literally as if they were fighting for supremacy uh, in this in this village. And, and it also, you know, led to the... Uh, to the line that we really like that Ray Spall delivers, which when he says to Sergeant Angel, if you want to be a big cop in a small town, then, you know, get off up the muddle village. And, uh, and so he does. And so, yes, it was very much a sort of clash of the Titans going on there in the village. It was, it was very much Godzilla versus Mothra. And uh, we shot it like that, you know, we shot it from underneath. So it, it looked more, and there's a wonderful shot when, when, when the, when the battle's over, when Angel's walking through the village and you can just see two feet sticking out from a, a collapsed house. And uh, yeah, we we were very we were we were very pleased with ourselves on the day we thought of that idea. We took the rest of the day off. What I love about your <laughs> films is that they're incredibly funny, but that the characters are often playing it straight. They're taking things seriously as to what's going on in the scenes, and we're never laughing at the characters. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because we the great thing was is that by that point in the film, we're not you know we're taking it completely seriously. We there there might be little jokes in terms of the us using the cliches that you often see like you know managing to stay in the air for longer than one second and and having a never-ending supply of bullets and but ultimately we we were going for it you know we we did it with uh with completely straight faces albeit after cut we were jumping up and down laughing like little 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 boys but uh it was great it was really good fun all that stuff running through the town with a shotgun and riding a horse up the you know it was just it was kind of wish fulfillment in a way. I'm sure there was a, an element of that when we were writing it, thinking, oh, we're going to be able to do this in six months, you know. 27. Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is there no? 29. That is Swayze's just robbed this bank. Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much and he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh! Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. You make a lot of references to American action films, and you even use some clips in the film from Point Break and from Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. Was it difficult to get access to those clips? Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze and Martin Lawrence and Will Smith all signed off on the, uh, on the, um, on this, you know, gave their permission for us to use clips from the film and use their, their, their lines. So I, th- I thought that was very generous of them as well, because they... You know, they didn't. I don't think they knew at that point how affectionate the film is about those films. I mean, you know, they're they're too. It, it, it's, it's quite an odd choice using those two films. But the fact is, it's it's Nick Frost's character Danny's. They're his favorite films, and they're not the best cop films ever made. But they're they're really great examples of really dumb fun. You know, of kind of two films where you just absolutely have a thrill ride, and and that's kind of what Hot Fuzz is saying. It's it's okay to to do that sometimes. You know, it's not. 
a bad thing that these films exist. You know, you don't walk away from a firework display and complain there was no subtext. You know, sometimes it's 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 great to switch just switch off your brain and have some fun. And and that's kind of what the film does. You guys pay a lot of attention to detail and there's a lot of things that you set up in the beginning that really pay off in the end. So for the viewer, it's great because each time you see it, it feels like you get more out of it and you find more jokes and humor. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just getting a, a last question here. Uh, sorry, I, I, but sorry. <laughs> I feel I feel rude having to tell you that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we we never do anything by halves, and I, I you know I don't see the point in doing anything if you're not going to commit yourself fully to it and try and make the the best thing you possibly can. I don't I don't really believe in just pumping stuff out and hoping people like it or or doing something for the money or whatever. I mean, we we have enormous fun just turning up for work every day and and you know, and writing the film and then and then shooting the film. And, and we kind of write and produce the films that we want to see, the kind of films that we would leave the theater afterwards feeling excited and kind of challenged and, and like we'd had a really good time and, and, and talk about it for ages afterwards. You know, we want to make people leave the theater and just want to talk about the film and then go see it again even, you know, because there are lots of things in the film that you won't get until you see it a second time. I think in the age of DVD, you know, you really owe it to the to the film going public to make films worth watching more than once because, you know, because it's so e it's so easy to do so now. In the old days, a film was on at the theatre and then you didn't see it again until it was on TV unless it had a second run. And even then you couldn't tape it. Now you can actually own the film, you can stop it, wind it back, watch it again, watch all the extras. And I think, you know, we took real care with Hot Fuzz to make it a film you can watch you know, five or six times and still be seeing new things in it. You, Edgar Wright, and Nick Frost seem to be big fans of pop culture. And it seems like if you go back to your old TV show, Spaced, you can find the seeds to each of your films in some of those episodes. Yeah, because I mean, in that series, it was about, you know, people living their lives through popular culture. Their, their lives were sort of mirror, mirroring movies and games and TV programs and stuff. Whereas now what we're doing is we're actually making movies. Do you know what I mean? So it's no longer about mirroring that they're not it's not people living their lives through popular culture now we are making popular culture so yeah very much so that you can see that the beginnings of what we're interested in in space and um, and possibly m maybe even evidence of what we might do in the future but uh, you know now we're actually working within the medium then now we don't have to be you know now we can do it for real kind of thing you know I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. Thanks for listening to my interview, and please go to iTunes to subscribe to the podcast and to give it a rating. Thanks very much. Down.